0: there's a truth of God's Word. Every Christian must live by truth. Every Christian must know the truth and live by the truth. And like we always say, Friday night on 90 minutes with the Holy Ghost. with any closed door, any door that the enemy managed to bust, I open with the force of the Holy Spirit. During the prophecy, the woman of God prophesied to me that my husband is going to be gainfully employed, and God was going to bless me with a beautiful baby girl. True to the word of God, I was confirmed pregnant in March this year. Then just two months after, my husband was gainfully employed. Live on Facebook, 9 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. We are living a sensual kind of life. We are living a worldly kind of life. We are living a selfish kind of life. Every every Christian wants something. We want something from God. We, We hope God will change our lives. Is that not true? And are we here? We, we are all hoping that God will change our lives. That's why Christians have been brought up. And many ministers have promoted that error, see, to make it look like the purpose of the church is to solve a problem. And every time I keep saying, "Every we have heard it, you heard me say it every time, that because of that, we have not promoted the truth. So many Christians, after being born again, do not know their rights and their privilege, their privileges in Christ. So we are born again, all right. We go to church, all right. But because of the lack of understanding of the truth of the word of God and our walk in this truth, we have Christians who don't know their rights. We have Christians who don't know their privileges. We have Christians who don't know their identity in Christ. So, what is in their mind is how I can just get something from God. Amen. What is in their mind is how can I just get something from God. And ministers have promoted that error. Where Christians only think about what they can get from God. How do I get things from God? How do I get that from God? But you see, every Christian must live by the truth. Amen. Amen. The scripture says that you shall know the truth. And it is not every word of God that is the truth. Amen. Amen. So it says you shall know the truth. It says, and the truth that you know, it didn't say, shall set you free. Amen. Amen. It says, the truth that you know shall make you free. So, you are not bound for the truth to set you free. The truth sets you free when you are bound. But Jesus did not say, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. He says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Why? Why? Because the truth has the ability to make a Christian. Truth has the ability to make the Christian. When it talks about making the Christian free, it's talking about giving the Christian that ability or that that light to, able to live or walk in the liberty that we have received in Christ Jesus. We have received liberty in Christ Jesus. Liberty means that the opportunity, the privilege to be able to walk in God's will, see, to be able to do God's will, to be able to live according to the rights that has been given to us in Christ. We had liberty to live like that. Those who came before us were bound. They couldn't live. So when God said, I said to you, life and death, I said before you, life and death. He says, choose one. Is that what he said? If you choose life, you lived. If you choose death, you, you died. They couldn't live. But we have been called into the liberty of the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it takes truth to experience that liberty. It takes truth. So he says, you shall know the truth. You shall not be ignorant of the truth. You shall know it. And the truth shall make you free. Now Jesus speaking says, I am the way. Then he says, I am the truth. Know what he said? So who is the truth? Jesus. So when he talks about truth, what does that mean? Truth is the person of Jesus Christ. Truth has to do with the person of Jesus Christ and everything that concerns this person. Truth is the person of Jesus Christ. Write it down. It's very important. And everything that concerns this person. So everything we talk about, the word of truth, are words that talk about this person. Words or the revelation that concerns this person. Jesus is the Truth. You hear what I just said? So truth is the person of Christ. Why? Christ is an eternal person. Christ is the revelation of heaven on earth. Christ is the revelation of eternity in the mortal world. So therefore truth is the revelation of eternity in the mortal world you know what I just said yes. truth is the revelation of heaven on earth so everything in the scriptures that concerns Christ is truth because whatsoever concerns Christ concerns God you know what I said yes, and whatsoever concerns Christ concerns his church so Christ is more or less like the mediator whatsoever concerns him concerns God Whatsoever describes Christ, describes God. Whatsoever describes Christ, describes his church. Do you see where I'm putting it now? Have you heard that shout glory? Glory. So when we are talking about truth, we are talking about the revelation of the person of God in Christ. Or the revelation of the person of Christ. Or the revelation of heavenly things. A heavenly person. And all the things that concerns this person. Is truth We have what I said I so. the revelation of this person and everything that concerns this person everything that describes this person everything that talks about this person or oh, everything that we say or we write that reveals this person is truth it is that is powerful shout glory to that hear what I said So truth is the revelation's eye. It says that, and we behold his glory. The glory as of the only begotten son of the father. It is full of what? Full of grace and full of what? Of truth. We behold his glory. Who was he talking about? Jesus. Oh, we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten son of the father. It says full. Say full. Complete. Full of truth. Full of grace. So, who was full of truth? The only begotten Son of the Father. Then John says, We beheld His glory. Meaning that we saw His glory. We did not see His glory in the spiritual world, in the spiritual realm. We saw His glory in the physical. We had a child's glory. And that glory we saw is the glory of God. Oh, this Jesus. Is that not powerful? (laughs) So whenever we're talking about truth, it's important. John speaking says that, I pray that you walk in the truth. See That you walk in the truth. Truth is the revelation, everything that concerns Christ. Which also concerns God. Which also concerns his church. Truth is reality. Because you see, Nothing is real outside Christ. God is the reality of existence. Christ is the reality of the existence of God. Any other thing you see is not real. Did you hear what I said? So truth is eternal reality, or truth is a heavenly reality, or truth is a spiritual reality, reality. Truth is what? Eternal reality, or a heavenly reality. Is that not powerful? Did you, are you catching what I'm saying? I'm sharing with you. So it's important, when we, are, when we say we are walking in truth, you are walking in realities of heaven. You are talking about realities of the person of God. We are walking in the realities of the person of God. Which is also the realities of the person of God, of Christ. Meaning that not everything that is in existence that is real. Did you hear what I said? Not everything is real. There are Christians who think everything that we see is real. No. Not everything is real. What is real is what describes God. What is real is what describes Christ. What is real is what describes the church. That's why the church cannot be destroyed by any man. But the church can destroy any man. Mm. Did you hear what I said? The Bible says that upon this story, it says, the one that falls on the stone shall be saved. But the one that the stone falls on shall be grounded into pieces. Concerning the stone, he's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the stone. Did you hear what I said? Yes, Pastor. is the one who falls on the stone will be saved. We have all fallen on the stone and we are saved. But the one that the stone falls on shall be grounded into pieces. Then he said, I will build my churches and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Because the gates of hell is not real. The only force that has a a prevalence ability is truth. So there are men who walked the earth realm and talked about Christianity as false and said, God is false. Jesus, the story of Jesus, is fabricated and said all those kind of things. And they left the earth realm, and that Jesus is still alive today. Both in heaven and on the earth land. Why? Because he is the only real one. We can say we are real because we are associated with him. Do you hear what I said? So when you talk about truth, you are talking about eternal realities. You are talking about heavenly reality, realities. You are talking about the reality of the person of God. God is real. Jesus is real. His church is real, and everything that describes this church describes Christ. Describes God is also real. Did you hear what I said? Yes, Outside truth is what we call facts. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. So you either that you are walking in the truth or you are walking in facts. Did you hear what I said there? Yes, Who said heard something right now. Just this few minutes, you have heard something. So. This is so important. Why is this so important? Because we must be regulated and guided by truth. Concerning the Holy Ghost, he calls him the spirit of truth, not the spirit of facts. The spirit of truth. The spirit that reveals the truth, which is Jesus. The spirit that reveals the deep things of God, which is Jesus. Did you hear what I said? So you see, there are things of God, And there are things of the earth realm. There are things of Christ. And there are things that are on the earth realm, or of this earth. Whatsoever is of the earth is a fact. Whatsoever is of the heaven, or whatsoever is of heaven, is truth. So if I take a medical report, that report is an information. It's an information about the health of a person. So the doctors can see that report based on their diagnosis and say that this person has this particular ailment and they can see the sickness through their machines. Sometimes they can even see where that tumor is and point to you where that tumor is. And you feel the pain where that tumor is. And write a report concerning the tumor, whether cancerous or not, and describe it to you and all of that to the medical doctor that is real why is it real? because he has seen it there but that's a fact the fact is that that tumor is there did you hear what I said? so he can even show you the tumor on the machine and you see the tumor there but that is factual it means that it is actually there and you can see then the doctor can see then, give you a report on that. In the same manner, for instance, if I say, Is it a fact that this building is white? Yes, it's a fact. Can you see it white? Yes. Is it a fact that this microphone has a, a black and red, whatever? Yes. That is a fact. Can you see it there? Can you relate with what you are seeing? Yes. But you see. Truth means realities in the mind of God. Fact are realities described by men. So the same way we see the building as white and we see the microphone as black, which is a fact, in that same way, in the realm of the spirit, in the mind of God, in the heavenly realm, there are also things. Did you hear know what I said? And these things in the heavenly realm are real. They are what we call realities. So we have the a pillar here. We say this is real. Don't what you say, but that is a fact. Realities has to do with the things that are registered in the spirit realm. It has to do with the the things that are registered in the mind of God. The things that God knows, they are there. So in the mind of God, healing is there. But healing is not a fact. It's a reality. Why? Because it is recognized. It is... Healing is a representation in the spirit realm. It means that when, when, when you... When you are looking into the spirit realm, there is healing. I don't know whether you get what I'm talking about. When you look into the spirit realm, there are angels. Angels are real. See, there are realities. So there are things that we call heavenly things in the spirit realm. In the heavenly realm. In the mind of God. In the mind of the spirit. Those things are what we refer to as realities. They are things. Say it. Say they are, they are things. So there are earthly things. And there are heavenly things. The earthly things are facts. The heavenly things are real. Eternal realities. Eternal things. If you hear what I said? Shout glory to that. Glory. So there are heavenly realities. That only people. Who have been privileged can relate with every man can relate with the fact, but only Christians and Christ and God and heavenly beings can relate with truth or with the truth we heard what I shout shout glory, glory. so eternal life is not a fact eternal life is real it's a reality in the mind of God, there is a life, which is his life, which cannot be seen by the physical eye. Is that true? In the mind of a man, there is a plant, and the plant has life. That is a fact. But the eternal life of God, which we have, is a reality. So, reality has to do with heavenly things heavenly beings. Things that are represented in heaven or in heavenly places or in the spirit realm or in the mind of the spirit. Those are the, those, that's what we refer to as truth, reality. There are things that are represented on the earth. And everything that is a fact is temporal. Temporal. The truth surpasses facts. And the truth has control over facts. Truth or truth surpasses facts. Truth surpasses facts. Truth has control over facts. So the things that we are able to look at at the physical, or in the physical are facts. The things that we look at in the spiritual realm, or we look at in the mind of God, or we look at in the scriptures, are truths. Because the scriptures, the word of God is a transcription of heavenly things. The word of God transcribes heavenly things. The word of God explains heavenly things to the Christian. Heavenly things in the Christian and heavenly things to the Christian. I don't want to make it more complex. that's not true. So the word of God is the transcription of heavenly things. Jesus came teaching and demonstrating heavenly things. Teaching and demonstrating truth. He is the truth so he was demonstrating truth and it was out it was out of the world why because the world recognizes facts They said this woman is with the issue of blood for so and so yes and this is incurable that is a fact then Jesus this woman touches Jesus and the truth changes the facts so Paul writing says whilst We look not on the things that are seen. Whilst we look not. Or whilst we do not focus on the things that are seen. Why? Because the things that are seen are facts. But we look at the things which are not seen. Because there are things that are not seen. These things that are not seen are in the scriptures. It's in the word of God. It's the word of God. So unseen things. Are unseen realities what I'm trying to tell you is that the same way we say we have a thing in the physical that's the same way we have a thing in the physical in the spiritual you hear what I said (laughs) but these things are spiritual things not physical tangible things can I say that again the same way we have things in the physical realm and can relate with them in the physical realm. That's the same way we have things in the spiritual realm or in the spirit realm. And these things in the spirit realm are real. In fact, they are more real than what we see in the physical. Everything you, su- you see in the physical is subject to change. That is why you build your house. And in ten years, you see the house some way again. It's subject to change. It's subject to corruption. It's subject to decay. So every every year, I paint my house. Why? Because it changes. That house there is a fact. You didn't hear what I said. So. Facts are in the physical realm. Christians who don't understand their work of faith live by facts. Christians who understand their work of faith live by truth. That's the difference. Ministers who do not understand the work of faith live by facts. Ministers who understand the work of faith live by truth. are they shout glory. glory. Is that not powerful? powerful? So important. So important. Is this not important? It's important. Who is understanding something right now? So Christians must give themselves to the word of God. I said I said the word of God is a transcription of heavenly realities God himself is a heavenly reality so man want to be able to see God those are not born again how can you believe in a God you have not seen is that what they say because they are regulated by their senses so they think God is a fact like what they see in the physical world. No. God is what? A real person. A heavenly reality. Jesus is a heavenly reality as he's seated now. The church of Jesus is a heavenly reality on the earth realm. That is why the Christian is not a physical being. It's a heavenly being. He's born again. Being born again is not I can now join a church and now uh, my name is written in the book and one day I will go to heaven. No. Being born again is an awakening to heavenly realities. That is why, let me, tell, let me tell you this. That is why when a person is not born again, the one who is not born again or the one who is going according to regulated by facts, all the knowledge in this world are factual knowledge. They are sensible knowledge. They are knowledge of the senses. All the knowledge in the earth realm. They are knowledge of the senses. They are sensible knowledge. They are factual knowledge. They don't rule the Christian. They don't regulate the Christian. It's so important. Is this important? Yes. Let me give you an example. When someone... Is not born again. According to facts, as long as he has breath, he's alive. As long as he has breath, and he wakes up in the morning, he's alive. Is that true? Yes, that's that's what they say. So we say, "Thank God, I'm alive." Some people say that, "Thank God, I've seen the morning." Some say, you see, that kind of thing. Thank God I've seen this the, the year 2020 something. Hey, glory, 2020 something has met me. Oh, glory. There are some people that 2020 something did not meet. Why? Because in the mind of man, if a person is breathing, he is alive. In the mind of God, not all those breathing are alive. That's a different answer. What is in the mind of God? So the Bible talks about the Holy Ghost guiding us into truth. It says he shall guide you into truth. The Holy Ghost. It says the Holy Ghost knows the things of God. Say it after me. Say the things of God. The The Holy Ghost knows the things of God. The Holy Ghost knows the things of God. The professor knows the things of men. The doctor knows the things of men. Did you get what I said? The Holy Ghost knows the things of God. So when the Holy Ghost teaches you the things of God, the Holy Ghost is teaching you truth. Because truth is the things of God. (laughs) You call that child glory to that. You see the difference? So in the mind of God, the one who is not born again is not alive. That is truth. In the mind of man, and in the understanding of men, the one who woke up the next morning is alive. How does God describe who is alive? How, based on His word? What does His word says? The one who is born again, who has received, who is born again has received eternal life, and the one who has received eternal life is alive. The one who is not born again has not received eternal life. So there is death in the person's human spirit. If you are there, shout glory. Glory. As long as there is death in your human spirit, you are not alive. (laughs) If you heard what I said, shout glory. glory. As long as there is death in your human spirit, Spiritual death. In your spirit, you are not alive. You are dead. So it says that, for we have passed from death to life. We have done what? From death to life. What about the one who is not born again? He's still in death. In the mind of God, the Christian who has departed from his body and has gone home to be with the Lord is as much alive in fact, he is more alive than when he was on earth. That's what the scriptures teaches. That's a heavenly reality. It takes a heavenly person to know that. And who are these heavenly persons? The church. God, Christ, his church. So we know that the one who has walked home has walked home. And that his body has been dissolved. And he has walked home. To the factual man, the person has died. Did you hear what I said? He has left the realm. Oh, he was building. He has left it behind. In the mind of God, the guy who is who has walked home is more alive. He doesn't need that building. If you were to call him that, Kojo, can you come back and complete the bill? He says, I won't come again. Where I am, I don't have to come. Did you hear what I said? Yes, the one who did say, hey, billboard." he was the richest man in Ghana, yet was not born again. In the mind of God, the truth is that he's in hell. He has become an infernal person in hell. Facts say this man does good. He's a good man. He's a good person. The way he's a good person, even if he dies, God will consider him. That's a fact. Truth says that you must be born again. Ah, No matter how good person you are, you can't associate with God in Christ unless you are born again. I don't know whether you see the difference there. So you see, the things of God, are revealed to Christians. Christians, when he says you shall know the truth, it you shall know the things of God. Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, said that I've told you earthly things and you do not understand. He says, What will happen if I tell you heavenly things? Speaking to Pilate, he says, I came to bear witness of the truth. Pilate looked at him and said and said, What is truth? Because he did not know what was truth. What we normally refer to as truth are all facts. Every information, revelation, whatever reality, that has to do with the physical world, things on earth is a fact. And they do not. This facts do not have eternal value. Truths have eternal value. Christians must be regulated by truths. The truth of the word. Christians must know the truth. Why are Christians suffering everywhere and blaming God? They don't know the truth. Every time when I'm praying and my mind goes on scriptures, I can't help but pray for the church. Look at the kind of prayer Paul made for the church. From Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, as you read those prayers, you will be shocked. Why was he making those prayers? And look at the kind of prayers we make as Christians, even as ministers. Why? Because we don't know the truth. We want to survive. Christians are living according to survival syndrome, just like the world. We all want to survive. But you see, in the mind of the spirit, you have survived. Oh, did you hear what I just said? What did I say? There are things in the spirit realm that we must know. And these things in the spirit realm are transcribed in the word of God. In the New Testament. You can't find truth in the Old Testament. You hear what I said? Why? Because he says that what? The only begotten son of the father. So before that only begotten son came full of truth, was there truth? No. What was there before then? No truth. But after the coming of Jesus and by his resurrection, he has made truth available. He has made himself available. He has made the things of God. So this is like somebody comes from which nation? France. And begins to explain to us in Ghana how France looks like. The kind of language they use. The kind of cars they drive. You, do you understand what I'm saying? The kind of things available to them. He came from France. He's explaining to Ghanaians, the people in Ghana, how France looks like. That is a type of what Jesus did. So that's why it says that nobody has ascended into the heavens except the one who, who did what the son of God who descended from heavens and then the Jehovah the Witness people say that that means that nobody has gone into heaven anywhere <laughs> is that not powerful they talk about descending some left without ascending Enoch was raptured he was not. He did not ascend you hear know what I said there's a difference In biblical language. The guy was carried by by, chariots of fire, Elijah. He did not ascend. Did you hear what I said? Jesus ascended. And they watched him as he levitated and went. Jesus came to describe to us how heaven looks like. Not only that, and to bring us into him so that by us being in him our spirits can be awakened to heavenly realities Christians who just relate with physical things and all they know is physical and all of that, don't know, that's why I said they don't know the truth, they don't know that your spirit when you are born again is awakened is made alive is awakened to heavenly things <laughs> Did you hear what I said? So, what are we seeing now? We are seeing heavenly things. From where? From the Word of God, from the New Testament. As we read the New Testament, instance, when we talk about you're a child of God. When we say the President of Ghana is called Akufuadu is it a fact? Yes, it's a fact. What is his name? Akufuadu Is it the President of Ghana? Yes, he is. Is he on paper, constitution, everything? Yes, it is. That is a fact. When we say that you are born of God, you are a child of God, that is a truth. So the one who is of the earthly, or the one who is earthly-minded can relate with that. You are a child of God. Some think that it's 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 a term. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. Being a Christian is not a term. It's a reality. Being a child of God is not a terminology. It's a reality. You are really... In the mind of God. His child. You are for real. For, say for real. for real. In the heavenly place. In the description of heaven. In the description of the earth. You work at snake. Is that true? You are so a soldier. In the descriptions of heaven. When it comes to you. You are a peculiar person. A new creature somebody who works in the highest spiritual authority in the physical you are just somebody who just works in so and so organizations so you can choose to just live like that and get into error and you can also choose to live according to the description that the bible or the word of god has given you the description of the word of god is what you live by I'm born of God. I'm not an ordinary person. The one who is not born again sees all the things we talk about the Holy Ghost as something that is strange. They think you can't even relate with the Holy Ghost. The one who is born again relates with the Holy Ghost as a real person. In fact, his fellowship with the Holy Ghost is real to him. So we say, we see this. How did you see it? don't know what to say. I had to so and so dream. How did you have it? How come you have every dream and it comes to pass? I said that my car should not get an accident and it stopped. They said, how did that happen? Did you hear what I said? I said, I'll get my phone back and I got it. How did that happen? Why? You are demonstrating realities. You've realized that you have an authority that can call back your phone. You know what I said? So, to the world, that, what is that? To the, to the world, when such things happen, that is all. So, we must be so dominated by truths. To that point where we demonstrate truths. We lead us to You shall know the truth. You shall know the truth. If are the short glory. We live by the truth. So say, I live by the truth. So I live by truth. So imagine a Christian who never hears any word of God, never cares about any word of God. That's why most Christians are lukewarm, sensual, sensible, worldly. They are, are they Christians? They are born again. Are they elders? Yes, they are elders in the church. Are they ministers of the gospel? Yes, they are ministers of the gospel. But are they truth-ruled or regulated? No. And if you are not truth-regulated, your faith cannot be operative. You hear what I said? Faith works on truth. Faith functions on truth. You hear what I said? I've been teaching on faith for for, a while now. There are a lot of things on faith that we have to learn. We have messages on faith. Is that true? The power of the word of faith. The effective communication of our faith. What faith is in the New Testament. The difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament faith. Is that what we've been teaching? The creative power of faith. The spirit of faith. The outworkings of faith. A lot of things on faith. If you know nothing, it means you've learned nothing. Oh, is that not strange and powerful? That is powerful. So it's important that we be truth holders. The Bible says that we are stewards. He calls the Christian Oh, oh, oh. He calls the Christian stewards of the mysteries of the kingdom. These are, these are things I'm talking, they look like mysteries to you. says, but it says we are stewards. It means that we are custodians. We are owners. So there are mysteries of the kingdom. When it says mysteries, talking about things that are not understood by ordinary minds, because we don't have an ordinary mind. It says we have the mind of Christ. Say it. I have the mind of Christ. So I'm walking in the wisdom of Christ. You hear what I said? So it's important that you look into the scriptures and look into the New Testament. Do we must we read the whole Bible? Yes, we must. I think I've explained it over and over how you should read the entire Bible. But you cannot be regulated by the entire Bible. Did you hear what I said? Because when we talk about the word of God, we are talking about the totality of the revelation of God in Christ. We are talking about the revelation of God's purpose, plans, and provisions in Christ Jesus. The reason why we say in Christ is because Christ is the description of all of this. Without him, nobody can know God. Without him, nobody can understand God. Without nobody could know God, God's plans, purpose, and provisions. Without him, God could not be real to anyone. Christ is the reality of God in human form. So John says that we have that which, which we have seen, say which we have heard, which our hands have handled. It was talking about Christ of the word of life. Thank God the eyes of your understanding are enlightened because you are born again. Before then, Philip said, Show us the Father. Why? He wasn't born again. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He says, Master, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said, ah, Philip, I've been with you all this way. He said, I should show you the Father. Why did he say that? Because Jesus there was the revelation of the Father. Anybody who touched Jesus was touching the Father, God himself. Jesus, the fullness of God. That's why we say, Jesus, first born from the dead. Jesus, the fullness of Godhead. Why? Jesus is the fullness of God, bodily. The greatest thing God can do is what he has done in this dispensation. Hallelujah. To reveal his personality, his, his form to us. If he had just revealed it to us and he had gone, then we we'll would be in trouble, true or false. But he didn't just reveal it to us. He revealed his personality in us. Hallelujah. It makes a lot of difference. So some say, how do I hear the Holy Ghost speak to you? You are factual. Is that true? Move from the senses. See the word of God at work in your life. Stop seeing what you are seeing. You are seeing wrongly. Paul says, whilst we look not on the things which are seen, the economy is bad. That's why we look not on the economy. But we look on God's word. We look into the word. What has the word said? And God shall supply all my needs. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Why am I not seeing supernatural supplies? Because I've been living by facts for about 25 years of my life or 20 years of being in church, 15 years of being in church, then suddenly the economy has failed. And I want to now see the supplies. Ah, is that possible? Do you see the difference? But if I'm regulated by truth, 10 years, 15 years, suddenly the economy has failed. All that I can keep saying is that my God shall supply all my needs. I'm full of God. I'm full of things. When I enter into my prayer closet, I say in the name of Jesus, I declare, I release things. I release my monies. I speak profits. I speak contracts. Local, national, international. In the name of Jesus. I command my angels to be at work right now. Do you do that? No. What do you do? Makala, makala, makala. God, give me. Now the church is full of give me, give me. Pray for me. Give me. And we are changing that. Are we changing that? Sometimes you pray in the night and you are just thinking what the scriptures have said. Paul said to make all men see our participation in this mystery of Christ. What is the mystery of Christ? No Christian knows. All we know is that You can't talk like that when you know Christ. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Paul said, I've learned to abase and to abound. Oh, I didn't hear glory to that. Did you hear what I said? It's very important. So you can only walk, your faith can only be as effective based on the truth you are walking in. Your faith will be ineffective we are walking in facts. I'm not saying don't pray, speak in tongues. I said what? As you speak in tongues, know that you are talking to your father. You are stirring up yourself for a change. You want to command some kind of thing. Oh, Christians. Is that not strange and powerful? We pray for that. Paul He says, I pray that the eyes of you understand you. He says, I, ever since I heard of your faith, I do not cease to pray for you. That's why I said in our prayer, we are mentioning names. Yes. it is says, making mention of you in my prayers. What was the content? That the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. That was the content of his prayer. What is the content of our prayer, Lord? Give me a car. Give me a good job for a car. That car is in the riches of His glory. What did I say? That car is in the riches. You don't understand this. When He said, "My God shall supply all your needs according to the riches of His glory," in Christ Jesus. Where are you? In Christ Jesus. Says according to the riches of His glory. That is. The, Oh, it says who has begotten us again unto a lively hope ah, ah. by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead to what to an inheritance incorruptible undefiled do you know what that means? It means that there's a reserved bank with resources incorruptible undefiled that bank is Christ Did you hear what I said that bank is what? When the devil throw that that's on you or throw those that into your mind, he fires that into your mind. So you don't even have resources to do what you want to do. You are sitting down saying that am, Pastor Prince is my father. You say in the name of Jesus I have in- inheritance incorruptible. Undefiled. That faded not away. Inexhaustible. These are not things we say. These are things that God has spoken to us that we are sharing. They are not things we have conjured. You know what I said? Faith believes in what God has said. Not what, what is his name? The man who counts Ghana money. What what do they call those people? Not what that man says. You know what I said? You believe in the president. I said, this president, we believe in you. You will change our lives. You will change our economy. This economy, you will change it. A true person says that I don't live by the economy of this world. I live by the economies of heaven. Are these not strange things? So Paul was praying these prayers because he wanted us to come to that reality. The reason why we are so far from these testimonies we are sharing with We are are, are so far from some of these things we are sharing. We can't experience them. Christians can't experience these things. Since they are things incorruptible, undefiled, that faded not away, reserved. You can't experience it. Now, how many of you knew this thing before I said it now? If I should ask you how many years you are born again, you say I'm 10 years born again. I I went to Methodist, I went to Pentecost, I went to this. I was born there. In fact, my father is a pastor. If I should ask you, that's what you will say. That's what many Christians will say. It says they know not. Neither do they understand. So they walk on in darkness. It says, but I have said ye are God. It says, But they know not. That's why we do the classroom. To teach. The ones say, oh, I'm sitting in the house is classroom but I'm sitting in the house. I can't join today. I'll come on Sunday and dance. That has been the, the problem with Christians. Staying in the house and coming home on Sunday to dance and go home after Sunday and enter work on Monday to Friday and believe God for a breakthrough on the Sunday. <laughs> Is that not strange? If you were married to your husband and he only sees you on the Sunday, every time you're having you say, so I'm, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Would that relationship work? No, sir. Will he take a car and say, I bought a car for my wife? For what? When what time does he see you? He doesn't see you. Doesn't you don't even know his name well. Christians don't Christians don't even know God's name well. Is that not true? They say, G, 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 G. That's what Christians are pressed in the dream. They say G G G G And that something held my neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something held your neck at this time. Is that not strange? Something held my neck. And and I, I was trying to shout. And Jesus was like, I said, G G G G G. Something was pressing me and was pressing me. And was pressing me. I don't know what happened. If I devil shoot an arrow, it comes to you. Papa, they shot me. Are you in church though? The next day, devil shoot another arrow. Devil shooting arrow at a Christian. A hunter and a prey. Who shoots who? Is that not strange? A hunter and a prey. Who is shooting who? Now with Christians' life today, the prey is shooting the hunter. And the hunter is running away for deliverance. And people say, because they don't teach spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is deliverance warfare and all of that. God can't, you can't all this. Is that true? So you see, again says, we have measured on the minor. We have minored on the major. What is very important, we've left it behind. What does the scripture say? It says that I write this thing so that you might know how to behave yourself in the house of God. Paul said it. So that you know how to behave yourselves. He was talking about how to behave yourselves. In the house of God. Then, in describing the house of God, he says that the church of the living God, the house of God is the assembly. We are here, the congregation of the living God, not the dead God. What well, you see when Christians says, All other gods, they are the works of me. There are no other gods. Are there other gods? No, sir. I said, Are they other gods? No, sir. Paul said, But this knowledge is not in all, but to us. This knowledge is in us. Ah, yes, Paul, <laughs> I can teach you this thing too tomorrow morning. What do you guys think? Teach us, sir. Paul said, but in us, but in some, there is not this kind of knowledge. That was what Paul was saying. What knowledge? The knowledge that there are no other gods. But to some Christians, there are other gods. Why? They see something like this, a tree. They see a man with white red something doing this. So they say these when you consult these spirits and those are facts. That's no truth. The truth is that there are no other gods. No you hear know what I said? Yes, Pastor. There is but one God. One God. One. Paul said, but in us we have this knowledge, yes, but there is one God. Yes, sir. So there are no other gods to be the works of men. No. Any other thing anybody is calling a God somewhere is not a God to be called a God, no. it's an evil spirit. Yes, sir. You hear know what I said? Yes, Pastor. It is not qualified to be called a God. It's an evil spirit. We don't call an evil spirit a God. It's an evil spirit. Did you hear what I said? Yes, so wake up. Let's wake up. And Paul prayed these prayers. He goes to the, that was the Ephesian church. He says, I, I'm naming, I'm praying and I'm mentioning your name, Pastor Obed, that you'll be filled with knowledge. Today, what is the pastor praying about? That you get a car. What is he praying about? That you get this. That's all. Then the Christian gets the car. Where are you? I can't come to church today. I've gotten a Mercedes-Benz. I speak to you. My husband, my mother has called me. Is that not true? Why? We have trained Christians to pursue things. We have not trained them to understand who we are in Christ. What the scripture says we are, we have, is what is real. What you are experiencing is not real. Did you do hear what I said? Yes, Pastor. Your circumstance or situation is not real. Yes, what is real is the word of God. Yes, many years ago, when I had nothing, not even a shoe to wear, and I wear slippers, many years ago, all that I knew in my mind was that this thing is real. This is what will work for me. Yes, Today, what are Christians thinking about? This is not real. It is, it's all about it. It's working, still working. Yes, working. Is it working? Yes, that is all we knew. Our minds saturated with truth. Yes, we meet you, we describe, we talk. In fact, one time we went to a food and we talked about the scriptures to the point where a guy was with us. He felt very uncomfortable because he had nothing to talk about. He had no scripture. Born again, Deacon, had no scripture. He had no scripture. We talked about the scriptures from Genesis, Revelation, Revelation. for About four hours, we were still on, 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 myself, over and others. Talk, talk, talk. The guy was there. He had nothing to say. He stood up and went to sit somewhere. Later when he can Bible. Hey, he didn't know what we were doing. He thought we were Bible. We were learning what describes us. We were discussing what we need to live a victorious life. I can show you where the person still is still, about nine years now. Now by this time, he's been promoted to even be an elder. Promotion, ministerial promotions out of ignorance. South hallelujah Who is heard something so I'm living by the truth I'm walking by the truth I'm regulated by the truth I'm knowing the truth see the spirit of wisdom and revelation is working in me oh Paul said that they may know that they may know that they may know the riches of his glory of the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints efficient, simple, simple troops, two of us. And he entered the Colossian church, another church. So if Paul entered Methodist, he would teach these troops. If he enters Pentecost, he would teach these troops. If Peter enters, teach the same. Paul prayed again. Colossian church, he prayed. Philippian church, he prayed that their love would abound strongly. Their love for God. Their love for the things of God, their love for the taste of the spirit, their love for church activities will increase. Today do we pray those prayers, ministers praying that Christians, their love will increase. No we have, we have no wonder he, he wrote and said that content for the faith that was now that was once delivered unto the, unto the saints. i are happy because of a car. Happy because of a house. Happy because of things. Oh. Things have changed. Things have changed. Is that not true? There is more in Christianity than those things. That's what I'm trying to say. There is a life, I don't have time. I don't, Do I have time? I don't have time. Come on, shout glory. glory. We have prayers in the night. We, have, we must go and rest more. <laughs> shout Glory. glory. If you have been blessed, lift up your hands and shout glory. 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 Just talk to the Lord. So he said, the eyes of man does be, be enlightened. You pray these prayers for the church. Those of you who are leaders, pray these prayers. Go to Ephesians 1. Go to Colossians 1. Go to Philippians 1. Go to Ephesians. Epiphras. He says, who is one of you laboreth fervently in prayers? Oh, how many of you have seen our poster now? Say so we are praying for the body of Christ. We are making supplications. We are making intercessions for nations. It says Epiphras, who is one of you, saluted you. That means he greets you. Then this Epiphras, who is a minister of the gospel, was praying for the church that they stand perfect. And they stand complete, says, in all the will of God. Where are those prayers today? Not in church. They are here. They are in WCN. Wow. I said they are in WCN. Amen. And we are praying them. Shout glory. glory. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Is that not powerful? powerful? Thank you very much. So let us all give ourselves to the word of God. And also, our special all nights, every last Friday of the month, 10 p.m., at the World Changes Arena, Accra, Ghana. You are blessed. Join Pastor Mabel every Friday night on 90 Minutes with the Holy Ghost. <speaking in Hebrew> I open any closed yes, door, yes. any door that the enemy yes. managed to pass. During the prophecy, the man of God prophesied to me that my husband is going to be gainfully employed, and God was going to bless me with a beautiful baby girl. True to the word of God, I was confirmed pregnant in March this year. Then, just two months after, my husband was gainfully employed. Live on Facebook.